They don't tell you to get a job you love. They tell you to get a high paying job with benefits because the sales pitch is, hey, even if you're miserable, you'll be happy because you're making a lot of money and that doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Welcome back, Investor, to another episode of the Passive Income Adventures. And we have a very special guest we're interviewing today, Steve Davis from Houston, Texas. Those of you from Texas know who Steve is because I spent years living in Austin listening to his daily radio show on our local radio station and never really doing anything, never really taking action on the things that he was teaching, never really even doing more than like doing a web search afterwards to, to do a little bit of research and then feeling, like, I don't have enough money to do this. I'm not smart enough to do this. Rich people are smarter than me, or they take, they have better discipline than me. I always was telling myself a negative story. And now here we are these years later, where we are retiring early on our passive income. And I'm interviewing Steve on my show. This shows you how fast this real estate stuff and investing stuff can turn your life around. So Steve, because he is several steps ahead of us in this game, quit his job many years ago, was able to share his experiences of recognizing that the map that we've been given to follow the life that society teaches us we should follow was not a great fit for him. So he chose entrepreneurship and investing to be able to break out of that mold just the same way that I did. But it's also going to be very relatable if you are in a high paid profession that you love and you just want to be able to set some money aside to invest so that you are ready to retire either at retirement age so you can retire well or if you get burned out, injured, or for whatever reason you decide you want to retire early. It is a roadmap that is different than the one that you've been given, the one that Steve has created and followed and had help from other people who are doing the same thing. One of the best ways to become successful is to surround yourself with successful people and copy the roadmaps that they are making. Compare notes and create a better map together. That's exactly what Steve did in his journey. And that is the gift that he is giving back to us today. So be sure to listen to the end. It's just packed full with tips and tricks and practical experience from the trenches on how to retire early on passive income. Thank you for joining us today. I know you're going to love this episode. Hey, today we have Steve Davis from Houston, Texas. Steve is a wealth coach who teaches us how to invest in real estate so that we can get passive income and retire early from our jobs. And Steve, when we were talking before the show, you mentioned that there are just a lot of people who don't believe that this is a real thing and they don't know that they can do something different than trading time for money. So can you kick us off by introducing yourself and sharing a little bit of your story where you came to that realization and how that, that journey for you can help other people see that this is a real option and a real lifestyle? Sure. One, thanks for having me. It's truly an honor and a pleasure. These things are so much fun, I think, to share ideas and hopefully a few people will take the ideas and execute them. But what happened to me was really the normal path. My parents who loved me, they gave me a path to success. They told me this is what you do to become successful. And my high school teachers, the same way, college professors, they've all got that map to success. And so I was following it. And I'm sure the map sounds familiar. Do real well in school, get out, get a job, high paying job with good benefits. They don't tell you to get a job you love. They tell you to get a high paying job with benefits because the sales pitch is, Hey, even if you're miserable, you'll be happy because you're making a lot of money and that doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. So I went into corporate America and I was working about 60, 70 hours a week and 
I won a national sales contest. They sent me to Hawaii for a week and it felt great. The map was working. Everything that my parents had told me was coming true. I felt like I had this incredible opportunity. I was going to move up in the company, climb the corporate ladder, which was part of the map they gave me. And when I got back from Hawaii, they cut my pay by 20 grand a year. And what it did was it woke me up because everything that I thought was important, working hard for a company, being loyal to a company, sacrificing. Nobody likes this joke, but if you're working 70 hours a week, who's romancing your wife? It ain't you. So I almost lost my wife and I'm sitting there going, I'm losing my wife. I'm now negative cash flow, meaning my bills were higher than my pay. And I remember putting my head in my hands and going, nothing about having a job is ever going to get me in the financial position that I want to be in. And through all this stress, I couldn't sleep at night. So what I was doing was watching late night TV and on late night TV, there were all of these gurus, real estate gurus like Carlton Sheets, Dave Delgado, Tommy Boo. I bought them all. All I had were credit cards. I put $30,000 on credit cards, taking boot camps and reading the books, listening to tapes, because this was back in the 80s. And I just started doing everything that I learned in those books. Oh, I better give credit to Robert Allen. Robert Allen's book, No Money Down. I had to. That was what I did. I probably did 60 or 70 deals using the information I got out of that book. And then about three years into it, I started buying single family rentals. The first two years, first three years, I was just wholesaling. As soon as I made enough money to pay off all my debt and I was making more money than I was at my job, I quit my job. Now, this doesn't work for everybody, but that only took about two months for me. And, but again, all I was replacing was about five grand a month. So I could wholesale two houses a month and make 10, $15,000. So I was making more money. I quit my job. And then as soon as I had all my debt paid off, my credit cleared up, I started flipping houses. And that was wonderful because I went from making $10,000, $15,000 a deal to fifty dollars to $100,000 a deal. And I, at the end of the third year, as I mentioned, I started buying single family rentals because one of my mentors crushed me for not owning anything. Wholesaling and flipping is just a job. It really is. It's even taxed as earned income. And he said, you got to be an investor. So he mentored me a little bit about that. I started buying single family houses, got to over a hundred units. But then I discovered small apartments. I bought a little 10 unit apartment and got killed because what I didn't realize was that apartments run totally different from single family. Being arrogant, young, I thought, oh, if I can run a hundred houses, I can run a little 10 unit apartment. Nope, totally different. So it took me about a year and a half to figure that out. Then I started buying every apartment complex I could find, sold all my single family, I was buying 22 units, 40 units, small things. And then this kid comes up to me and he goes, why don't you give me your money and I'll go buy a 200 unit apartment complex. Now, when I say kid, he was at least, he was probably mid twenties, but there was something about him that made me 
believe that if I trained him, he would do it. You meet people like that. They're just go-getters. And I said, I'm going to take a chance and let's do this. Nine months later, he gave me an 85% rate of return on my money. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, I didn't do anything. I just put up the money. He did all the work. He manages the property. He found it. He negotiated it. He did the due diligence. And that was my first taste of passive investing and true business income. And it woke me up to the fact that I love to teach and I wanted to spend all my time teaching and I didn't like running real estate. I didn't, I don't like real estate. Now all my <laughs> money's in real estate, but I'm not the operator. I'm a good apartment operator. This kid was a great apartment operator and all of the sponsors that I've invested with are great operators. So I immediately sold all of my small apartments and went completely passive. And I spend 35, 40 hours a week teaching. That's what I want to do with my life. That's what brings me happiness. And the cash flow from the real estate allows me to do really whatever I want. But it's, again, it's not me. It's the sponsors that are the operators. They're the ones making the magic happen. And I ended up with about 4,000 units at one point. There's a lot to unpack in that story. Yeah. Let's start with the passive income myth or the passive income, if we'll even call it a scam, because most people, the reason that they don't take this opportunity that you and I have found that's basically unlocked at a completely new lifestyle for us. What do you think it is that prevents most people from taking that opportunity and that fear? How do they avoid falling into some of those traps and finding legitimate sources. And I'll back up to say that when I was first looking into real estate, I had met some people in my life who were dishonest operators, spent some time in prison, and I was very soured on it yeah. as, as even a teenager watching my friend's parents going through some of these experiences with unscrupulous investors or teachers. And so I started looking them up thinking, I know that this is gotta be a real thing. And so I spent some time researching and I found a list where it was ranking real estate teachers back like Carlton Sheets. And Carlton Sheets and Bob Allen actually scored near the top of the list for they do what they say they're going to do and they deliver on what they say they're yeah. going to deliver on and then went down downhill from there. And so you stumbled across two of the ones who actually seemed to be able to deliver. Do you think that was luck or did you buy a lot of things that you wish looking back that you hadn't bought? And how can you tell the difference when you're ready to make the change or ready to put some trust in? Where does that come from and how do people get over that hump? Yeah, I think what happened with me is my desperation caused me to buy everything because I didn't want to take a chance. It was kind of like, I'm going to buy them all. One of them's got to have the right information. But what I found was that every one of them had value. There, there's not one set of books and CDs, boot camps that I've taken that I didn't take away something that made me tens of thousands of dollars and some of them made me millions of dollars. But yeah, you're right. I put Carlton Sheets at the top for reading and Robert Allen as well because they've done it. So I think when people are out looking, they looking for a coach, looking for a mentor, 
they need to ask, has this person actually done the investing? Because there are, I bought some books where the guy really didn't, he had never done it. He was a good teacher, but he'd never done it. And his lessons were different and less effective than people who had actually lived through it and done it. So I think that's one of the key factors is make sure that whoever you choose as a coach has actually achieved what you're trying to achieve because they've got the right map. They know how to get where you're trying to go because they've actually been there. Whereas if we go back to the story earlier, my parents, my high school teachers, my college professors gave me a map to success. It was all wrong because they had never been there. They weren't mean or malicious. They'd just never been to success. So they were giving me a map that they thought would work, but it hadn't worked for them. So you got to make sure somebody's got the map. I felt like I was in the same boat for a long time. My dad actually grew up on a small farm and hated farm life, hated agriculture, wanted out. He became a software developer and went to have a long W2 career because he was trying to escape that small family business. And in one generation, none of his kids know anything about farming. <laughs> none of his kids knew anything about owning your own business. We raced in a W2 family and we were thinking in that W2 mindset, go to college. It's amazing how fast it happens and how looking for those resources can be so difficult because you have so many people trying to say, no, this is the way, this is the way. I know successful people who have W2 jobs. I know successful people in all walks of life, but there's something about the freedom that investing gives you that really appealed to me rather than going and getting a professional degree and practicing. I really just wanted residual income and to retire early. And that's been a goal of mine ever since I was pretty, pretty young, even a teenager used to talk about this. And so if you could start over again today in the modern world with all of the different types of trends going on in the economy, the different types of technology that are out there, if you could start over again what advice would you go back and give to your young self if you could go back in time and talk to yourself starting over? It's almost a question of what did I do wrong that I would do different? <laughs> I think that the mistake was not recognizing that the people giving me my map were not qualified to give it to me. I knew my parents were struggling with money. They, it was awful. I remember asking for toys and them having to turn me down and that look in their face where they were so disappointed to the point that I quit asking for stuff because it was so painful. Why didn't I pick up on that? That their map was obviously wrong. If I had of, I wouldn't have wasted seven years of my life. I would have started really as soon as I got, to be honest with you, I wouldn't have even gone to college. I dropped out of college as soon as I went to my counselor at the end of the, about the end of the second year. And I said, where are the classes on getting rich? <laughs> and he goes, I swear, he goes, there are no classes on getting rich. <laughs> I said, get me out of here, get me out of here. And I quit school as soon as that semester was over. I should have recognized it right then that I needed a map from someone successful. That was about the time I even knew that this is going to irk you because I was reading Andrew Carnegie and Andrew Carnegie had made that statement. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel. Simply go out and find someone who's got the results from their life that you want and imitate them. But I didn't do it. I didn't take his advice. 
until I was 27. So if I had anything to do over, it would be to save those seven years because time is the big asset. It is the most important asset. And I wasted seven years when I really knew the right thing to do. The sooner you get started, the sooner you can say, I wish I'd gotten started sooner. Yeah. And I have the same regret that all the years that I spent working in my stay-at-home cottage business, entrepreneur mom businesses, that I was spending that on lifestyle upgrades because I wanted to be able to do and give those things to my kids and those experiences that I didn't have from my own upbringing. We did well, but what really told the story was when I was in college and I had to fill out a FAFSA application for student aid. And I saw in black and white right there, my parents' tax returns, exactly what they made. And I was shocked, shocked. And I remember having a lot more respect and saying, wow, for what they were making, they actually did pretty well. But to see what they were actually making was a huge eye-opener after all that experience, all that time in college, all that time climbing the ladder. By the time I was in college, I was one of their younger kids. And just looking at this application going, wow, I need to figure something else out. And that really is what spurred me on to, to do something a little bit different. But then I went on to waste decades, decades of doing my stay at home on businesses while my husband was just trying to keep the fort down and not using my extra income to buy investments and then living off the cash flow of the investments throw off. That's my biggest regret and the biggest thing that I would change. And now that I have teenagers and young adult kids myself, I'm telling them like college, no college, it doesn't matter. If you want to go and you want to do a career that requires college, do it, but it should be an investment in your sell for the money and the time that it's worth? Are you going to make that back? And what's the ROI on your college experience? And two of them have opted out and basically are becoming landlords at very young ages because they recognize while they have no money and they're not making a lot of money at their crappy jobs because they have no college, is that it doesn't matter because the opportunity cost of them actually working during those years and saving up with a goal to buy their first house hack is going to change their lives versus my kids who have opted into college and have spent a lot of time and money and they're going to come out maybe in the same place and the kids who didn't go might come out ahead. So I, that advice is fantastic. If you're going to start a business and you're going to go just straight to investing, it doesn't matter what age you are, just jump in because you'll regret not starting sooner, no matter how soon you started. I love that story. I love your story about the decades and not investing, but I want to share a story with you. This guy, this kid named John, one of the, one of my students, his parents, when he turned 18, they go, look, we got 80 grand in the bank for your college, or we'll give you the 80 grand and you can go buy an apartment complex. The kid took the apartment complex and now he owns four or five big ones. I'm talking 150 to 300 unit complexes. And he ended up being the president of the Houston Apartment Association. I don't even think he's 40 yet. Amazing. I think Robert Kiyosaki says in the game, a cash flow yeah. and people say, how do you win cash flow? And he always says, be the janitor. <laughs> you learn that really early on in games like Monopoly or the game of life. The ones who have higher expenses and debt like student loans, it takes them longer to get to the same point. And the one who usually wins is the one who got started sooner and had a little bit more runway to start with. So like I said, even though my kids are not making that much money at their jobs because they don't have degrees, it is compounding into investments and they're just building it up a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. So that is some fantastic advice. And I know back from my time, we're from Austin. We lived there for 20 years. And so I have heard your voice on the radio many times wow. and 
just being able to talk to you and meet you and just go through your background and your history is a real honor because you have the stripes and you have been doing the work back when I was still just driving baby kids around in the minivan, listening to the radio, trying to figure out how on earth am I going to get this done? And you were already doing it. So thank you for coming on the show and answering some questions and giving me the opportunity to, to selfishly pick your brain. <laughs> and hopefully the investor listening will get some great information out of it too. So let's shift over to today. What you're working on today, I no longer hear you on the radio because we're no longer in Texas and you're no longer on the radio. But what are you working on right now? And how can you help investors learn how to recreate the lifestyle of time freedom and early retirement? Well, we, I am on the radio seven days a week across Ooh. Texas, including KLBJ there in Austin. We're in Dallas. It's been a lot of hours with KLBJ. Yeah, great radio station. And then I opened Total Wealth Academy. I was forced into retirement unwillingly. And about literally within... I kid you not, within 48 hours, I knew what I was going to do. I was going to open Total Wealth Academy and get back into teaching. And we are just growing. Uh, our membership sales have doubled in the last year. We hope to double it again this year. And what we're doing is training people how to passively invest effectively, because it can be so hard to do if you're just patrolling the internet, trying to find sponsors and just going with anybody. We've got a group of about 40, 30 to 40 sponsors to choose from. And I've vetted all of them. Many of them I've run credit criminal reports on. I've seen their balance sheets. Many of them I've known for five, 10, 15, 20 years. And people come to us and we have courses on passive investing and how to do it correctly to get people to, not a lot of people know this, but you have to be sophisticated or accredited to invest passively. Not everybody has a million bucks to be accredited. So luckily they changed the laws so that people can invest passively if they know what they're doing. And we have courses that teach people how to do that. Now at our group, even if you're accredited, even if you have the million bucks or more, You've got to be sophisticated as well. I don't want anybody in my deals that doesn't understand the deal. When I was, when I see what's going on the internet right now, the sponsor's knowledge level is up here and the passives is down here. At Total Wealth Academy, it's more like this. My students know almost as much as the sponsor knows and they may are able to make decisions quickly and effectively to choose the right deals for their family. There's so many variables in these deals. Is it a three-year deal? Is it a five, seven, 10? Is it return of capital? Is it return on capital? There's all kinds of things that people need to know before they do it. The other thing that I've gotten a lot of traction with on the radio is the dumb doctor deal. The oh. accredited investors, they think this is, it's arrogance, it's ego. They go, I'm a doctor, I make a lot of money. I'm gonna be a good investor. Well, that's much like me saying, I've got 4,000 apartment units, I'm a great investor, so I'll be a good doctor. That's not how it works. And these dumb doctor deals exist and they're getting burned. So what I like mm -hmm. to do is switch it from dumb doctor deal to dumb high income earner deal because it hits attorneys, it hits CPAs, it hits entrepreneurs 
People who make a lot of money, again, have a tendency to think they're going to be good investors. So I have a tremendous number of doctors, attorneys, entrepreneurs that come to take our courses so that they can invest passively correctly and effectively. So that, that's really what we're trying to grow right now. We have about 2000 members across the United States, Canada. We have a few in foreign countries. We're buying real estate in, let's see, Arizona, Nevada, Texas, of course, Oklahoma, Alabama, Louisiana, Tennessee. There's four more, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. But we'll buy them anywhere. If, if the deal is right, if it's going to cash flow and give a good rate of return to our passive investors, we're going to buy it. Doesn't matter where it is. So anybody in the United States can take our courses. All our courses are online and learn how to passively invest. So that's my big to-do list. If I have one thing on my to-do list, build the best passive investor club in the U.S., what do you tell people who don't want to spend that time up front? I always say, if you want your time back later, you have to invest your time up front with some education and some learning and that you're not the kind of person who wants to go in and say, look, Steve, I just trust you to put my money where you think it, it should be best. How do you help them to get to the point where they can put in a little bit of that upfront time investment so they can become decisive, confident investors rather than just wanting to say, look, just take care of this for me. Emma, I got to give it to you best question I've ever been asked. That is so well thought out, man. I think what happens is people listen to me on my radio show and they'll listen for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And then they come to a free workshop and that's where we give them the sales pitch to take our Saturday class. But you know what that Saturday class does? Exactly what you just described. I lay out multiple case studies so that the people in the audience go, I didn't understand 30 or 40% of that. I better take the course. So I think that's what's happening. And you're the first person to ever have verbalized it that way. That is really cool. I will use that. We have a similar issue. We have, we run an investing club. It's uh -huh. more like a joint venture club where people who want to be a little bit more hands-on, we pool our cash and then form basically an investment club to go out and invest in deals. And a lot of people will come into the first meeting or maybe even a couple of meetings and they eventually will bounce because they say, I feel like you're yeah. spraying a fire hose at me. And I feel the type of investor who doesn't get burned is the one who has learned the most. Risk is mitigated by the more you know, the more people you know, the more responsible and honest and trustworthy operators that you know, each of these layers will reduce the risk. And because it's difficult, because it's hard, we have actually started more of a beginner series. It's okay, you are here, start here, but eventually you do need to get to this point to be able to confidently invest and to be able to choose the amount of money that you can afford, frankly, to go to zero. And once you're comfortable with that, you can jump in and you can start investing and you don't have to be expert level 10 plus to be able to invest a little bit passively, but you do have to have some basic foundation of knowledge so that you're not just trusting left and right, because that's where scam that's artists right. are born. So I really have appreciated watching. Basically, you've helped create a multifamily Mecca in Dallas and Central Texas that I benefited from a lot when we relocated and I had to redesign my life. I was able to look back on that and 
all of the people that I met in Austin who were involved in this community and say, okay, now is the time. Now is the time that I get to redesign my life, having moved across country and draw on all this stuff that I never really took action on before and educate myself and finally start the education process, but also the doing process because people can fall into the opposite trap where they educate, educate, and never take action. So never take what, do you action. Say, what do you say to that group? Yeah, that Tony Robbins calls that analysis paralysis. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's exactly once you can define it, that you're paralyzed and you're really not taking action because a lot of people think that education is the action. No, it's the precursor to action. So yeah, the information overload can also slow people down. I think it was Colin Powell that said, don't ever try to get more than 70% of the information. Oh, that's great. Or you'll never move forward. You'll never move forward. So the I didn't, people who I didn't have know that, that someone said that. We're not even related, even though we have this less same last name, but it's funny because I always say once you get to about 80% comfort level, you will never learn more until you do the 20% by experience. So that's actually kind of cool that he said that. I've never heard that quote before. Yeah. So I think people who do suffer from analysis paralysis, you may it may be time to get a coach that will actually put their arm around you and say, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, this deal. I would do it if I were you, and I think it's right for your family, so they can make that final decision and take action. Sometimes I just tell people, because I, I do some accountability. I don't do any coaching as far as the teaching goes, but some accountability, exactly like what you're describing, to say, let's just get to the point where you're ready to take some action. And one of the big things I always say is, if you're nervous to do this, just invest less money. Just yeah. put in whatever you feel comfortable with. It's not going to keep you up at night and calling the sponsor constantly and asking a zillion questions. And then I have some people come to me who say, I have $350,000 to invest. And I say, okay, how are we going to split this up between different buckets? And they'll say something like, oh, I'm a surgeon. I'll just make more, throw it at one thing. And, and <laughs> you have both sides of that spectrum. And so recognizing where you are on that spectrum, do you struggle with looking after you leap or do you struggle with the analysis paralysis? Where do you fall along there? And finding a coach who can hold you accountable, accountable to your goals is really key. And that's what you spend a lot of your time doing. So walk us into the future of that process of your education process, what you're working on right now that is building on the life that you have for the next couple of years. I think that probably the most exciting thing is we are being, I'm not sure what they call it, scouted, I believe, to do a reality show on oh. owning apartment complexes, believe it or not. And we have 40 or 50 of them. So we've got everything from D class that we turned into B, literally from D to B. We've got C's, we moved to B's. We've got A class property. I think that if we get that television show, and people watch it, I think it will change the face of passive investing completely. And Agreed. people will start pulling their money out of the stock market even faster than they are now, because I don't know if you probably already know this, billions are coming out of the stock market to go into passive investing, because we're making three times what the stock market does, three times pretty much average. And it's safer because it's backed by real estate, the sponsor, you actually meet them. It's some, it's a real human being. There's just so many advantages to it. So my goal is to at least 
try to let every person in America at least know that they are allowed to be passive investors. Because so many people think that just the big institutions, just accredited investors are allowed to passively invest. I want to get that word out to everybody. I often have felt a little bit betrayed that we don't have the ability to have that word get out to us. Like I talked about my dad, how he was a software developer back in the 70s. He had a math degree and a physics degree. He was a smart guy. He knew what he was doing and he was frugal with his money. But because he was not an accredited investor, he never heard about any of this stuff. It was almost like they were saying, you super smart guy are too stupid to figure out how to invest in these kind of deals. Like this door is closed to you. And now that's been blown wide open the last, I don't know, what has it been since 2013? I feel like that 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 division between Main Street and Wall Street is starting to disappear. And people are realizing that they have so many more opportunities to invest in things that we had no idea we could invest in. Even when I started real estate investing and thinking I wanted to buy a small apartment similar to what you were doing, I didn't know that I could go and join in huge apartment investments, either as an owner or as a limited partner until somebody at my local real estate club was doing it, raising money for it. And I was like, whoa, wait, just back up a second. How are you doing this? How can I get involved in this? How can I skip over residential and go straight to commercial? Getting that message out there has been life-changing for so many people, myself included, that it is a almost... I'm going to just go out there and say it's a noble cause because as you create more wealth and more people who are empowered to invest, they will then be able to change their lives and start thinking about other lives that they can touch. It's definitely a ripple effect and it's definitely worthy of you spending your time doing. It's actually a really beautiful, a beautiful goal that you have. And I see it would have made a big difference in my family because it's made such a big difference to my husband and me and is making a huge difference to our kids. And that will just spread out as they go out and do good works in the world. Yeah, I love it. And the other thing, this is from the women's point of view. We have a sponsor who really prefers women in her syndications. And she has helped so many, both single and married moms, build their own second stream of income giving them freedom to get out of bad relationships, get away from bad people. It it affects people in ways you can't imagine. And it's just a wonderful thing for, I think every woman in on the planet should have a second stream of income because that way they get the hell out (laughs) if the need be. It's funny you say that. I remember when I was going back to college, I was, I don't know, 38, 39, something like that. And my husband was asking, I don't understand why you're taking on the stress and why you want to do this. You have a successful business. If you went full time, you could earn what I'm making. And I said, well, I just need an insurance policy in my back pocket of a degree in case I ever have to go get a J-O-B because then you'll know that I'm here because I like you and not because I'm stuck here with you for financial reasons. That is awesome. awesome. I'll tell you, I don't know if you want to include this in the podcast or not, but I actually told my wife 20 years ago, I said, if you ever decide you want to leave me, I'll give you $10,000 a month for the rest of your life. You just go because I don't want you here for just the money. And we've been together for, we're celebrating our 36th anniversary, February 14th. Congratulations. I would love to include that if you don't don't mind, because that beauty of that freedom that you have not only given yourself, but also given to your loved ones and your family so that they don't have to be in situations that they don't want to be in. 
And now we know, especially when my husband was working, that really gave me the opportunity to go and build up the investing side of the business, not because I needed my income so that I could leave him, but it gave me the freedom to not have to draw off any money from the business and reinvest 100% of what we made while he was over here doing his W-2 thing and keeping the lights on. And so now that we're at the point where we're both full-time investors, we just get to look at each other and say, hey, we're still around. It must be because I really like you. And there's a huge amount of comfort in that. And it actually increases our willingness to work out our problems because we don't feel stuck. We feel more committed to saying, how great can we make this thing? So if you don't mind, I would love to include that story. That's actually fantastic. Yeah, I I love it. I love the way, I love what you just said. There's a difference when you're there and you feel obligated is totally different when you've got complete freedom and you're there because you want to make the relationship work, you want it to grow. It's so exciting. So exciting. I told him the other day, I said, honey, we may have some problems, but we actually don't have any problems that money can't fix. Everybody's healthy. We have healthy relationships. Everything's going great. If we just threw a little more money at this or threw a little more money at that, we could fix pretty much all our problems, which for me is was a huge accomplishment to get to the point where the only problems that serious problems that we have are things that a little more money could could take care of. And that has given us the opportunity to really take time to work on ourselves, to work on our health and to get great services and coaches and healthcare and all of that so that we could get to the point because there are a lot of problems money can't fix. And so we were really working to get to the point where we wouldn't have problems that money couldn't fix. And that's not to say something couldn't happen. You get in a terrible car accident or a brain tumor tomorrow that we really wouldn't be able to do much about. But at the same time, knowing that your life has been set up in such a way that most of your problems or all of your problems are things that a little bit more a little bit more money could take care of is incredibly calming and a secure feeling and the opportunity to learn what you're teaching and to do this and live this lifestyle is what has given us that capacity and it's been fast we've only been at this for about five years and it's completely turned around the way that we live and the options that we have and the options that our children have. So thank you for that. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us before we wrap up? There is one thought that came to mind earlier when you were talking about risk. I think that people need to understand that everything is risky. Everything. You cannot avoid risk. And if you're trying to avoid risk, you're actually trying to avoid life. Asking out that beautiful girl is risky. Driving to the grocery store is risky. You could get rear-ended by somebody on their phone, paralyzed for the rest of your life. Everything is risky. But like you said, education mitigates the risk. So get out there embrace risk and understand that everything of value on this planet is on the other side of risk. It's on the other side. You've got to take those risks. Just do what Emma said, educate yourself, mitigate the risk, and then leap. And it helps you to cope with bad things when they do happen, knowing that you did what you could possibly do to make the best decision. And then the rest of it, the 20%, you just have to leave up to circumstance and chance. And instead of just tearing yourself apart that you didn't do more or learn more, you're able to say you win some and you lose some. And that's the difference between that attitude and the attitude of, oh, I've been scammed or I've been destroyed. And how people bounce back and recover faster is knowing that they were educated, they did what they could, and sometimes circumstances are out of their control. Yeah. 
So Stephen, my final question that I ask every guest is what is your next passive income adventure? Whether it's a business goal, a personal goal, can you share with us maybe a bucket list item that you're working on? I think that my next passive investment is going to be in senior living. I think that is a growth. It's almost dumb to say this. I know it's a growth industry because the baby boomers like myself are all getting older. I've had my mom in one. My mother-in-law is in one now. The rates of return on the ones that we've done at Total Wealth Academy have been phenomenal. So I'm pretty excited to move. And I've already done 4,000 apartment units. I want to start expanding into self-storage and senior living because I, like I said, the deals that our members are doing, the rates of return of those two have been higher than our apartment complexes. Agreed. Self-storage and the silver tsunami that's coming. My husband used to work in healthcare and the baby boomers. And then you have us, the Gen Xers, we're what, the smallest generation? Uh, And so we're not coming up to to fill any of that, but the baby boomers are going to be around for a long time. And it's our capital as Gen Xers that are going to be funding those investments into the future while the baby boomers are still needing those facilities. So it's been a fantastic opportunity for investing and also gives you an opportunity to just make the end years of life as good as they can be, as comfortable as they can be. And I know watching my parents at the end of their life, having great care and great facilities and great options really helped us as a family to make peace with the end of the life. So that is also something that I would love to get involved in, even just for the, the fact that it's impact investing, even if it didn't have great returns, which it does. So that sounds like a great adventure to be going on. And I'm sure you'll be bringing us some educational material about that through Total Wealth Academy. Absolutely. All right, Steve, how can people get a hold of you? And why should they reach out after the show? Anybody that wants to learn how to invest passively in an effective, safe, and how the word I'm looking for is confident where a person is investing with confidence. I don't want people, oh, should I do this? Shaking when they write the check. Mm -hmm. My students have confidence. They know that they're making the right decision or the best decision that they can possibly make. So anybody that wants to learn how to do this and avoid the dumb doctor should reach out. And I think the best way is really to listen to our radio show first. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com and click on the radio show tab. We podcast, I think we've got about 400 radio shows recorded. You can listen from anywhere and just see if you like what we're teaching and we'll tell you the next steps on that radio show. Yeah, thank you so much, Steve. I know that radio show definitely changed my life. Once I had the opportunity to reflect on it and get over the analysis paralysis and take actions, like I said, has really changed the course of our lives and his life. So thank you for putting out the content that you put out. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's really been an honor to talk to you. And like I said, selfishly pick your brain. (laughs) And everybody, if you wanna reach out to Steve, please. Education is the way that you get this job done and it can change your life. We are both living proof of that. And we challenge you to see if you can get on the passive income train and so that you can experience your next adventure. Thank you. 
wow, I just felt like I was shaking during that episode because I was so excited for the things that Steve was talking about because we're just on the precipice of following that same path. And the things that he was talking about, I know that we're so close to ourselves and it's really inspiring, like I said, to be surrounded by people who are doing what you want to be doing so that you can look at their roadmap. You can get a peek over their shoulder. So be sure to reach out to Steve after the show. He has a lot of knowledge to share in his coaching company now. And that is the whole point of investing. People always say the riches are in the niches. And while that's definitely true in investing, it's definitely the riches are in the network. People that you know, and people that you surround yourself with who are doing what you want to be doing, will share opportunities and deals with you. It is an abundance minded community. And there are so many ways that you can learn and teach and be taught. So be sure to reach out and make yourself a part of Steve's network and a part of my network by contacting me at www.highrise.group, H-I-G-H-R-I-S-E.G-R-O-U-P slash contact, where you can book a free call on my calendar. You can book some one-on-one -on -one time for accountability challenge and check out the deals that we have there as we are raising capital for some really amazing opportunities. And as well as we get ready to launch a deal in our first private equity fund so that you can see more deals more often and get your money working for you. Whether you want to be an active investor or a passive investor, it doesn't really matter. The trick to passive income adventures is to use the money that you have, get it to work for you in an investment, and you will be able to retire sooner than you ever thought possible. Thank you again for joining us and we will see you all on our next passive income adventure together.